Play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble and dust, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from head to Buckingham Palace. They're all moving. Morning, everybody, and happy Thursday. Or as I like to call it, National Margarita Day. Jeffrey, you a fan of a margarita? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll like a margarita. My wife likes them better. Uh, I don't really love tequila, but I do like margaritas. Well. There you go. Do you like it, uh, Margarita? Do you like it? Uh, fro- it's more of a frozen frozen drink, you, uh, on the rocks, or do you like it? I like on the rocks frozen. with salt. What do you call it? The slushy ones? What are the things? Yeah, that frozen. Called? Frozen. Yeah, you, you'd rather on the rocks. Yeah, I'm on the rocks. Salt. Anyway, however, y'all choose to celebrate. Happy Margarita Day to uh, to each and every one of you. Uh, today on the radio show, Chris Harrington is going to join us straight up at ten o'clock, as he always does. That was me sneezing on Margarita, mm-hmm. National Margarita Day. Lost your headphones, Ma- too. Ma- maybe yeah. I lost. <laughs> lost your cans. What, ha- what happened right there was I was in the middle of a sentence, and uh, a sneeze overcame me. Mm-hmm. And I reached. Did I hit the button, do you think? Did I yeah, hit you the nailed button? it. You, hit you the nailed button, the cough button. But as button, I yeah. hit the cough button, my headphones came flying mm-hmm. off. It was just kind of a disaster over here. So we're going to hope the day proceeds better from this point forward. Uh, Chris Harrington joins the show straight up at 10 o'clock. And then, writer than right trivia, Jeffrey has reestablished. Not unlike the Memphis Tigers themselves, on a bit of a winning streak now, uh, even longer and more impressive than the Tigers. And his winning streak, let's be honest, he was ranked higher than 10 in the nation. His, to begin with, was higher. And I gather, I wasn't here last week. Um, forgot where I was, but I was not here last night, last week. You're at the doctor. Uh, and, oh, I was. I was getting my heart checked. Yeah. And um, that, by the way, that, by the way, is uh, I'm, 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 I'm creeped out by, by, by medicine. I mean, I, I admire doctors. I like being in the hands of doctors. I'm, it feels better when I am. Listen, no one supports doctors like you do. You're the son of doctors. I am the son of doctors. I'm the sibling of doctors. Mm-hmm. I'm the whatever. The doctors all around. Um, 
But when they're doing the sonogram of your kid, that's exciting, right? You're looking at, oh, boom, 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 boom. Like, that's, that's exciting. Okay, so that is, they've now got this new imaging thing where it looks like at some point they just take this giant thing of, like, putty or Play-Doh, and then they start, like, scrolling around, and then your kid's face comes is up. That not, is that not cute? It's creepy. Really? Yes, but the, you're right. The son, when you hear the heartbeat, I think it's cute. Yeah. Uh, you know? Oh my god! I've talked with I've talked with other guys. They, Where's the eye looking for the penis? Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever. Like so, that's an exciting moment. But when they're doing the same thing, they got the goop and they're doing it on your heart. Yeah. Here's the question: Would you look? Because the screen's right there. Would you look? <sighs> Probably, because in the end, like. Even if there's a problem, I don't even know what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I, not only did I not look, when they, you could hear the rushing, the blood rushing through, yeah. which is good. You want it to be moving all around. You know, you want still it to, working. Still, I put my fingers in my ears. I literally looked away and had my fingers in my ears. Uh, so yeah, maybe um, next time you go in with like noise canceling headphones. I, I, I guess they would have been allowed. I imagine they would have been allowed anyway. Um, uh, that's where I was last week. As I was doing that, you were. Uh, 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 rolling to yet another victory. Wouldn't say rolling. Uh, okay, that was the. They were tough questions. It was the Super Bowl. Yes. It was the Super Bowl ad edition and I commercial edition, and I gather yeah. it didn't didn't particularly distinguish either contestant. But here's the point: as Penny Hardaway would tell you, it's about W's and L's, and you're stacking W's now. And uh, for those who might be getting an L, all you have to do is play honorably mm-hmm. and rather than write trivia. And once again. The same fantastic prize. Cindy's just crushing it. Absolutely, as always. Two tickets to see Pete Davidson March the 2nd at Minglewood Hall. How about that? Two tickets to see Pete Davidson March the 2nd at Minglewood Hall. All you have to do is play honorably. What I would do is have a couple of margs beforehand, go see Pete, and knock yourself out. Oh, I thought you meant before playing. I was like, and, yes, please or, do. Or, yeah, or, yeah. or before playing. And uh, all you got to do is play honorably. Kevin Cerrito will join us to walk us through, to preside over yet another thrilling game of Writer Than Right Trivia. So the second hour is busy. We got Chris Harrington. He's got a column up at the Daily Memphian that we'll talk to him about. And then Writer Than Right Trivia. But of course, the big story today is well, we had two questions. I had two fundamental questions as we headed in to last night's game between Memphis and Charlotte. And those two questions were, one, who's Penny playing? Who, like, we know that Penny is just going to play the guys who are bought in. And so this was going to be a revelation. Who is bought in? Who is he playing? So that was that was the one question. Like, what would this look like? We're going to want to see this. Like, who does he think is bought in? Who is... Who are we going with here? It's a new era amidst this era. And then the second question that I had is, how is this team going to react to all of the stuff around this, to being called out by your uh, coach, to being criticized certainly on social media and over the airwaves, uh, to getting throttled by SMU, uh, to having your own teammate, David Jones, say that they're players who don't really care about basketball, right? Who don't seem to care about winning and losing. So players calling out players, coaches calling out the team, uh, widespread angst and criticism on social media. What would happen? Would they, in fact, quit? What would it all look like? Those, to me, were the two questions. And 
let's take them in turn. Okay. First, the answer to the first question, who is bought in, I have to say, Jeffrey, you had as your proposed starting lineup, David Jones, nailed it. I think that's it, right? Didn't you have Malco and Jordan? I thought you had both Malco and Jordan. No, I had Tomlin, I think. Well, okay, well, Tomlin. Uh, did, did you have uh, you had Tomlin? Yes. I don't think I had Malco. Remember, because we, we discussed, we discussed, we don't Malco know if, Mal- or if Malco's Tomlin. in the, the circle. But you had Jordan. I did you? have Jordan. So you got three. You got three. I'll take it. You got, you uh, got hey, listen, three. That's improving. You got David Jones. Two we, last time. We thought he was bought in. Tomlin. That's five whole bucks, He's sir. been treated like, yeah, I owe, you, I owe him five dollars now. Um, and uh, and Jordan. So you got three. The two that you did not get um, were, uh, I mean, the two, the two who you had starting who did not start were. Uh, I think Jaden. I didn't know he was in concussion. He was out. I didn't know he was in concussion protocol. Jaden because he's out. And then Jonathan Pierre. Yeah. Also did not. I start. took a flyer. I took um, some value. So you got, you got three. Uh, $3 is not nothing. That's fine. But the shocking news as we headed into the evening, was Quinterly's going to start. If there's one player, yeah. if there is one player who there was universal agreement about that that player was not bought in, that player was who people were talking about when they were criticized a player who was not you know, playing uh, with the intensity and pride. He was tying his worthy, shoe during a possession. Worthy of the Memphis State uh, uh, or University of Memphis, Jersey, it was Javon Quinterly. Weren't you surprised when you heard he was starting? A little bit, but there is also, when we were trying to talk out, like, who are they going to put at point guard? We prob- did say there's no other point guard. Right. And we saw this last night at, at various points when David Jones was the point guard. Like, that is a not a fast. role to which he is suited. Um, I honestly, now some people... When this news emerged that Quinterly was going to be starting, and in the end, it was an interesting lineup, lineup because it was Quinterly and Jones, as we knew Jones. That, that was the one you just knew. And then three bigs, Malco, Tomlin, and Jordan. Yep. Um, I, when, when Quinterly, when it became clear he was going to start, I saw some blowback on social media. Ah, Penny, once again, all talk, no action. Right, not following through, etc. Uh, by the way, the the one player who did not start, who had started, who was clearly pulled out of the starting lineup, was Jaquan Walton. He then got the Quinterly treatment that Quinterly got against Rice. He was very quickly inserted, and he played thirty minutes. Yep. Uh, so um, and was good. Honestly, was energetic, was engaged. Um, I'd argue he made the play of the game when he. When he shoved Patterson right. and forced Patterson into the, his, yeah. the tech yeah. in his third foul, yeah. like, yeah. that exactly. was a that huge, huge that was a your, huge their play. leading score was out. So um, so some people were critical of Penny. I, I actually was not. I have always thought, listen, these aren't perfect players, but I want them to ride with the best players. Yeah. You know, and what actually... I was worried about was if all of a sudden you were just going to steady get a steady diet of no Quinterly, but instead Cooper and Sharon Font and you know whatever whatever other collection David Jones running the point whatever other collection it was going to be, 
I didn't think that was going to serve the team well, despite the various flaws. So here's my question, though. I'm going to get to how they responded because that was impressive. Um, But in terms of what we learned about who we think Penny is is or isn't bought in, that was the whole thing. I'm only going to play the guys who are bought in. I don't feel like I learned much at all. No, I I think I mean I think we learned that he was mad at at Walton. Yeah, that he needed he, he felt like he needed to light a fire under Walton. He was the one. He was the one who we can say Penny was most irked at or most irked at relative to his expendability. I guess you know whatever. Like he, he was irked at him, and he had other alternatives. So uh, particularly playing a, a big lineup. Um, like Charlotte. But do you feel like you know now? I mean, this was going to be the game that was going to reveal who the laggards were. Do we have a clear picture now of who the laggards were and who the people that are bought in and who the people who aren't bought in? I say no. I think what we've seen is, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, no one's all the way bought in, maybe David Jones because he's allowed to do whatever he wants, and no one's all the way out. They're, they're, they you know what they react to? They react to opportunity. They're bought in to opportunity. And when they get opportunities, they tend to play harder. And they're, and they're, op- and they're bought into circumstances. And they're bought in whatever, depending on whether they're an L check. I don't think there's any player that's on. And, and by looking at last night, I don't know. Seems like he played everybody. Yeah, but I do Jordan think... Jordan Brown, he did not play. I think the cute... Jordan Brown... Jordan got sick again. Jo- That's terrible. He, it's terrible, because you think he got it... He's already struggled with it you once think this year. He, yeah. uh, and mightily. I mean, yes. it's, he valiantly fought right. off that illness, and then to be felled by it, to think that you're on the... Maybe it's... Maybe it's long, you know, whatever it is. It's, long COVID? It's not long COVID, I don't mm. think, but it's long... Uh, it's long. Uh, Wasitis? Uh, motivator cuff mm. injury. It's a motivator cuff injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, is what, what I've heard it called on the mm-hmm. show that precedes ours. So, um, but anyway, so he very clearly wasn't bought in. And maybe, maybe we can read something into that. Maybe Penny is, in fact, revisiting that decision. That's sort of bringing him back is when it started to fall apart. And maybe he's not like maybe maybe there's something there. I don't know. But I I was struck by how absolutely unremarkable the rotations were in terms of being revealing in terms of what we thought they would be. Right? Yeah, really until David Jones got hurt, it was basically what nine guys. It was the same. Yeah, it was and it was it was no, it was different because he went big. Yeah. Um. To start, and he he took Walton out, and but then he again he reinserted Walton. Walton immediately gets the tech, gets the double tech, which is very valuable. Plays more than thirty minutes, nine points, draws six fouls, five rebounds. He was engaged, and so maybe that's what he means. Maybe just like all of this was just to light a fire, and everybody's now. Maybe last night everybody was bought in. Maybe that's the lesson. I think the real lesson was it's like, okay, they, it looked like they got their best players on the floor for more minutes. Uh, there is that. But they were, they were, and this is how we'll get, we'll get to the answer. Second question. They played, played their asses off. Like, they played hard. They played hard. Yeah. So, so I don't know whether big picture they were bought in. And maybe that's what Penny meant. Maybe it meant, like, we'll play the guys who are playing like they're bought in. 
And, you know, Jaquan Walton didn't start, but he played like he was bought in yeah. last night, right? So maybe that's maybe that's what it means. Maybe it just means I'm going to play players that play hard, and they do play hard. So the first question was, we what what were we going to learn about who Penny thinks are the laggards and who he thinks are the stalwarts, who he thinks is the dogs who are bought in, and who he thinks are the malcontents? And the truth of the matter is, we didn't really learn anything. We learned he wasn't particularly approving of of Walton, but he didn't hold it against him, and Jordan Brown, and but we really didn't learn anything about that, right? I would agree with you on that. Okay. And then the second question was, and this was uh, uh, really, to me, the larger question, is how would a team react to this kind of turmoil? Jeffrey, as we know, is an expert on a number of things. He's an, 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 he's an expert on uh, the placement of meats in grocery stores, mm-hmm. uh, spiced meats and things like yes. that. Isn't that one of your specialties? Meat snacks, right? yes. Meat snacks in grocery stores. Really, he's, grocery store grocery store layout in general. Layout in general. He's an expert uh, on all manner of trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know that. Uh, that's been proven, really, by the record. Fast weekend, food menus. Weekend and weekend fast food menus is a particular strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's an expert on quarterback analysis. Of course. And projection, uh, particularly from college to pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of his, one of his absolute strengths. Also, though, uh, Jeffrey is an expert at sniffing out... <laughs> Teams that have the unmistakable odor of a team that is in full tank, mm-hmm. that is quitting, that is given up. Shout out Vanderbilt last night. And so we wondered what we were going to see from this team. And I have to say, they had every opportunity to throw in the towel last night. Because here's what's happened. They're they're no longer ranked in the top ten. They're no longer ranked. Period. The at-large bid uh, seems like it's uh, an impossibility at this point, or at least a near impossibility at this point. Honestly, getting the double buy in the conference tournament seems like it's a, it's incredibly remote. So all they're playing for is got a little help last night. Got a Rice. little help last night because Rice beats UAB, which was thumpsome, by the way. Um, so, uh, but. But still, remote chance of getting uh, the buy, and you're playing for whatever seating and whatever. Plus, then on top of that, your coach has called you out multiple times, um, and basically implied you're not worthy of wearing the Memphis jersey. Your teammate has called you out. We know, or at least imagine, there are various nil issues and jealousies unfolding behind there, and Memphis fans are freaking crushing you. Um, for quitting, not all, not all fans and not all players, but there is a lot of upwell of social media. So it was a perfect recipe for screw this. And to their everlasting credit, they did just the opposite. They did just the opposite. They did not, and Penny said, you know, I'm, I asked these players, you know, are you, have you let, let go of the rope? Now, that's not a question to which anyone raises their hand and said, Coach, yeah, I lay out. I've let, guilty. I've, guilty. Rope, too much for me. Hand, uh, no. But you know what? It's funny. There was, was it the UAB game when Penny went into the locker room and noticed that no one said, I got you? Which game was that? Which, which of the discouraging losses was I think was that was that? UAB, yes. Where he said that. So it, it wasn't raising your hand and saying, I've let go of the rope. 
but it was through what you didn't say, implying that you have let go of the rope, um, or at least at that moment, uh, we're not particularly motivated to pick the rope back up. And, um, and last night, an imperfect performance in some certain ways, but they played their asses off. They guarded harder than they'd guarded uh, in a long time. And the number that I particularly put stock in that I thought was reflective of the performance more than any other was 38 to 20 in rebounding. They out-rebounded Charlotte 38 to 20. Um, they gave up four offensive rebounds. That's it. Um, they outscored them in second chance points. They, the hustle stats, my God, it feels like it's been a long time, but they won. 38 to 20 in rebounding. It was kind of amazing. In the first half, when Charlotte was hitting everything, Memphis was hanging in there because they'd miss a shot, Tomlin would get a rebound. They'd miss a shot, David Jones would get a rebound. They'd miss a shot, Jordan would get a rebound. They'd miss a shot, Malco would get a rebound. And then they'd get another opportunity. And then they weren't hitting threes themselves, but they were getting twos and they were getting putbacks. And they were, that's sort of how they were hanging in there before they finally then took the five point lead at the half. And then in the second half, come out and hold Charlotte to 17 points. Yeah. And I thought a real key part, I thought there were two key, like, sequences for me. Charlotte goes up five in the first half, and it looked like, oh, my God, they can't miss. They go up, and, and, and some of it is they can't miss. At that point, they were shooting 80%. Yeah. And, and some of it was, I don't think it was lack of effort, but it was certainly lack of execution on getting out and guarding their three-point shooters. They're not a great three-point shooting team, but like you're like, come on, man, we're seeing this again. Like, get out there and guard the threes. And they weren't. And so... And what, I, I also thought, like... What did in, you notice by way of response? So they couldn't miss. And then in that sequence, they got a break. An assistant coach on the bench for Charlotte yeah, got gets a tech. And it felt like that was killing... Like, that killed... Charlotte felt like they had momentum at that point. And it felt like that flipped it. And then Memphis, I felt like, for the rest of the second half, kind of controlled it. And then I thought a key part was... During the second half, kind of the early the early parts of it, Memphis started missing shots. And Charlotte was getting stops, and I thought the key part was they just did not allow. Like, it felt like the lead stayed at, like, 49-38 for, like, 10 minutes. And the fact that that was the moment where I thought Charlotte could get back in the game because they started to get stops, and Memphis was just not allowing anything on the offensive end for Charlotte. Yeah, I want to go back to the first moment because I think – I talked about all the reasons that this Memphis team could have quit, and you would have understood it. Yeah. Not excused it, but would have understood it. Then, when the game unfolds, and Charlotte's hitting everything, and you're busting your ass, and Charlotte's still hitting everything, and you're down by five or whatever it was, yeah. that right there is a moment when you're like, F it. Like, our best effort, and we're still losing to this pretty mediocre Charlotte team. Yes, I know they have a good conference record, but they're not some juggernaut. And it's threes again, raining down on our heads. And they never did. Like, Malco would get a put back. Like, they were, they hung in there during that segment because they did not let go of the rope. And they were fighting for offensive rebounds. And then, later on, they started to assert themselves 
Um, and it was damn impressive. Fewer, fewest points of the season for Charlotte. Fewest points the Tigers allowed since Stanford, um, which was in November. Um, they uh, Memphis shot fifty percent. That was great. That was fine. Uh, but that's not really that, that. That's not really it to me. It was the thirty-eight to twenty in rebounding that did it. Um, that's the fewest uh, uh, rebounds allowed since a two-lane game in two thousand twenty-one. Um, they busted their ass and they competed. And no, the coverages on the defensive switches and going under on the first half wasn't perfect, but. It doesn't need to be perfect. They needed to play hard. They were engaged, and they win a game that um, hopefully will at least make everyone feel um, better about sort of where they are. Um, it was interesting. Penny was back to the a little bit, well, you know, these guys are kids. You know, some of the criticism gets personal. Uh, and, uh, and they, and they, they they read it. It makes them go further into a hole. Then it's my job to pick them up. I roll my eyes at that because no one has criticized them more than Penny. Yeah. Publicly. Literally. No one has publicly criticized them more than Penny. So I roll my eyes at that a little bit, but listen, it was a good night. And to the, to your point, I'm not saying all of Memphis is back in now, but your point yesterday when you made that with Penny, with some coaches, once you lose the fans, you've lost the – like, you can do what you want to do. You can win games. You can When like, they decide they're out on yeah. You know what? I mean, like, Ryan's there right now. Yeah. So Ryan has very clearly got the program back in a positive trajectory. Feels great. People are even talking about the playoff system, going to the playoff next year, whatever. But you know what? He loses two games next year, and people are going to be right back out on him. Oh, right? yeah. Whereas Penny, it's just the opposite. Penny, you can have the disastrous trip through Texas that you had and then have the just a, a, a win over a team that you were favored to beat in Charlotte, and you're like, ah, that's – everyone feels better. Like the, people, 100%. People get right back on uh, with Penny. Um, and I guess so then the further question is, is Penny did say, um, we can win out. And that's the conference tournament included. Basically, when we play like this, we can win out. And that is the conference tournament included. Next game, by the way, uh, Florida Atlantic, the rematch Sunday uh, at FedEx Forum. Uh, That will certainly be a test. I guess that's the question. I think we can all agree. Didn't learn that much in terms of who's out and who's in. But it was impressive the way that they did not let go of the rope, that they picked up the rope, uh, that they responded, that they fought their asses off, that they played hard. Um, we don't know if David Jones, it, what his injury is going to entail. Penny said it's bad if he didn't come back in the game, but didn't have any particular nuanced update about whether he'll be able to play Sunday or beyond. Obviously, if he's out, it's a huge issue. Uh, he goes out with 1640. Uh, left and uh, uh, and so therefore he didn't. He only had ten points and and three rebounds because because he got hurt. Um, but I guess the question is, what do we think? A, I hate I am hate I'm even asking this again. A, are they fixed? And B, if they're fixed, are they fixed enough to get done what they have to get done? So I. 
I'm willing to accept the. I actually am willing to say they're fixed if we accept that this is true. He cut down the rotations and played his best guys, and we didn't have to sit there and watch 13 guys play. Like, 10 guys end up playing, but part of that's because David Jones gets hurt. Right. And you're trying and, to— And well, also, Jaden wasn't was out with the concussion. But I'm also saying, like, you know, if really, I'm not even sure if they play 10. I might have just stayed at 9 if David doesn't get hurt. So, okay, so you— And you, so, like, that's something that a guy put in— like that, that I'm filing away. It's like, well, this is what you should have been doing the whole time, and here we are. The problem is the getting it back. It's like, I I guess maybe five and zero would be good enough, but even at five and zero, well, there's there's really two questions. Even if they're fixed, I, listen, I, I was impressed by the effort last night, and and I think they have enough talent that they absolutely can. Win every other game, every game on the regular season schedule, or alternatively, they can win. Let's say four straight games and win the conference tournament. Those things are both possible. They're not. They they don't have to beat UConn here. They don't have to beat Purdue here. They absolutely can do these things, even if they're fixed. Though, I think there's two caveats as to what will ha- as what could happen. One is, okay, they were fixed. They were fixed yet last night just like they were fixed before they went on the Texas trip. We, we talked then about how fixed they were, right? Yes. They, they were fixed before they went on the Texas trip. They had rediscovered their identity. They were recommitted to one other, et cetera, et cetera. What they did, you know what they did yet last night? They won a game they were supposed to win. You know what they did in Texas? They lost two games they were supposed to lose. Yeah. Like, someone texted me last night and said, this team is bipolar. And I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, you can say this team is bipolar. You could also say that, they lost the two games they were favored to lose, and they just beat a team that they match up well with. Because I told you yesterday, Charlotte doesn't offensive rebound, and Charlotte doesn't force turnovers. Yeah, and so, um, and so, I don't know how bipolar they are, but anyway, so, so, they they were fixed last night. We don't know game to game how that's going to carry over because we've seen dramatically different effort levels and de- dramatically different performances. Even if they are fixed such that we're going to get that consistent effort level that we saw last night, every game going forward, right? That's it. There's going to be no more tying your shoe when, you know, when it's time to get back. There's going to be no more giving up. Players are going to play hard. And the, to the best they can, they're going to play together. Like them playing together, like David Jones in the first half, he tried to whip that cross-court pass, right, that was picked off. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? It's just a silly pass, just silly, reckless, careless, whatever else. But he was trying to be a good teammate, you know what I mean? He was trying to hit the open guy, like he was at least giving up the ball. So they're not going to be perfect. But if they play hard and if they play together, let's assume they will. Is that enough to beat the, to win the next five games? Uh, you would say no, probably no. I don't know. FAU's weird. Uh, I've I've watched them a decent amount. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it's not as hard as beating Houston. Yeah, and exactly. they beat Houston last year. I mean, I I, th- I don't. Would I sit there and go one hundred percent that would be enough? Probably not. Could be. But could, I definitely think it is like in the be. realm of possibility, and I don't think it's unlikely. I mean, they they. 
like to me, it's not even like they played a perfect game. What's we, their record going to be the rest of the regular season? With four left, three and one. That's kind of what my gut says. You beat East Carolina, you beat uh, UAB. That, that doesn't get that doesn't get you, and then you split with Florida. Okay, and then that doesn't get you in uh, at large conversation. But that that would be respectable in terms of building momentum, right? Then you got to win four games, almost certainly, uh, once you get to the tournament. They can do that. Yeah, I was trying to Torvik. You can do like if they won out. Like I'm trying to see like how that would impact their metrics because they're also getting into that weird territory where. FAU's metrics are now sinking. Oh, that's the problem. You and so beat, it's like you beat FAU. You don't twice. even get credit for. You don't get credit for beating F- FAU twice. You get you get credit for, you know, beating a mediocre team twice. That's what you need is you need to beat FAU and those losses not appear on FAU's yeah. resume. But that's impossible. That's not how it works. So you need to win those two games. I'll say this: I think the Florida Atlantic game is independently just fun. Yeah, I agree with that. It's independently fun, even though Florida Atlantic is not what they hope to be this year um, and uh, and is in danger of missing the tournament themselves, right? Yes. Um, so, No, uh, I mean, the league is in this weird spot where right. it's like... Could if, very well be a one-bid league. Yeah. So, um, but it's still... I mean, we all remember it. We all remember how close they came against Florida Atlantic. We all remember that they actually should have won that game. And then we assume that Memphis would have done what Florida Atlantic did uh, uh, going forward. We, we can't know that for certain, obviously. Um, so to have Florida Atlantic in the building, like that's just fun independently. Whatever happens the rest of the season, that is a game. It's not the same as the Memphis-Houston games have been the last few years when you really would circle them and people would be packed. It'll be interesting to see what the crowd is like for that because it wasn't great last night. But does the win help bring people back? Does Florida Atlantic help bring people back? It's a Sunday without NFL football. Does that bring people back? That's a fun game just independently. If they go 3-1 and one the rest of the year, that's respectable for the rest of the year. And then you know what we're, what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. They're going to win their first two games in the, in the, in the conference tournament. And then you're going to get to the situation you have been before with Josh and with Tubby and whatever else. We're like, oh, my God, they could do it. They just need two more wins, and people are going to be edge, on the edge of their seats. And they'll probably lose one of those games. Yeah. But they could win them. Yeah, there's, Josh there's, did in Josh did in El Paso. There's no one on this schedule they cannot beat. Josh did in El Paso. They did last year. Now, again, different team, but can they? Yeah. And the important thing is, that's why last night matters so much. It's not just to stop the bleeding and the conversations around Memphis, the grim conversations that we've been having around Memphis. It's because... We know the one way that they would not have a chance to do that is if they quit. Yes. Right? Is if they... If that would they, end everything. Yeah. Is if they... And, and as long as there's... They have enough talent that if they are still trying, it's possible. Anything's possible. So it was a good night. It was a good night at FedEx Forum last night. Uh, I think we can say that. And my God, it's nice to be able to be in here and not take calls on what's wrong with the Tigers for one day anyway. Um, You know what? Because I don't want to be accused of of only taking calls when things are bad. 
I don't expect a lot of you have to have things you want to get off your chest, and we have other things we want to get to, so that's fine. But when we come back, just in case anyone does, uh, 445 because we like to open up the windows when it's when there's sunshine pouring in, uh, as well as just to look outside when the storm clouds are coming. So if anyone does have anything to say about last night and what they observed and if they have new hope or if they thought it was just a flash in the pan, we'll take those calls. I don't expect a lot, honestly, but it's you, sometimes you people surprise me. 445-0929-445-0929. In the meantime, I will tell you that FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. There's a lot of sportsbook out there. It's safe. It's secure. It's official betting partner of the NBA. And right now, if you're in new customers, you place a $5 bet and win. And you get 150 bucks in bonus bets that you can then bet on whatever you want. Quick bets, live same game, parlays, exclusive props, and more. All you do is have to drop over to fanduel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Must be 21 or older and present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee. Bend on 1-800-889-9789. Back in a moment, Jeff Calkins show on a Thursday. 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And paid for by AG Marketing Group. Attention timeshare owners. If you need to get rid of your timeshare for any reason, please listen to the following message. Getting out of a timeshare commitment is not easy, and it takes time. But we specialize in helping consumers legally get rid of their expensive timeshares forever. Can't get the vacation dates that work for you? Maybe you felt taken advantage of or forced into the timeshare? Maybe you just can't continue to shoulder those monthly payments any longer. If you need to eliminate your timeshare commitment, then you need to take down this number. 800-858-0815. We will safely and legally get rid of your timeshare payments forever, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Don't continue to let your timeshare be a financial burden to you and your loved ones. Call us now at 800-858-0815. The call is free. The consultation is free. Call 800-858-0815. That's 800-858-0815. Again, 800-858-0815. Hey, this is John Martin. Who wants to pay full retail for a pre-owned car or truck when you can buy it at Wholesale? Wholesale Unlimited on Pleasant View, that's right off Covington Pike, has an unlimited selection of super sharp pre-owned cars and trucks that you can buy at the wholesale price. And right now, you can even use your tax refund as all or just a part of a down payment, and you can still pay just the wholesale price. Chevy Silverados, F-150, Ram trucks, Tahoes, Explorers, Jeep Wranglers, Grand Cherokees, Renegades, they have it all. Go to wucars.com or just Google Wholesale Unlimited Memphis. Your money goes a long way when you can buy at the wholesale price. That's what I'm all about. Go to Wholesale Unlimited on Pleasant View off Covington Pike. Guaranteed approval. And tell them that you heard about them on 92.9 FM ESPN. Thank me later. Get ready. This week, Staples has deals so good, you're going to want to sit down. Are you sitting? I'll wait. 
Great. Right now, during Staples Sit-A-Thon, you can save up to $180 on select chairs. That's up to $180 off desk chairs, up to $180 off computer chairs, and up to $180 off gaming chairs. So hurry into Staples now for the Staples Sit-A-Thon and grab a seat or two. Ends 3-2. In-store only. See associate for details ebay motors is here for the ride go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Found the roof leak. Where? See those shingles? What do we do now? I pity the fool. You need the A-Team. What? A-Team Roofing in Collierville. One of only two diamond contractors in the Mid-South. They're a licensed general contractor, but also a licensed insurance adjuster. When it comes to insurance approval, the decision really is in the details. Well, yeah. Get your roof done right. Call the A-Team. 901-605-ROOF. I pity the fool that doesn't check out our online reviews. You okay? I'm A-OK. A-TeamRoofers.com. Get ready. This week, Staples has deals so good, you're going to want to sit down. Are you sitting? I'll wait. Great. Right now, during Staples Sit-A-Thon, you can save up to $180 on select chairs. That's up to $180 off desk chairs, up to $180 off computer chairs, and up to $180 off gaming chairs. So hurry into Staples now for the Staples Sit-A-Thon and grab a seat or two. Ends 3-2. In-store only. See associate for details. If you have a commercial building with a flatter metal roof and you think it needs replacing... Don't do it. Roofs on commercial buildings cost a fortune and can cause downtime for your business. So what's the alternative? Call Joe Stallnaker or Donnie Spence at 901 Roof Coatings, and here's why. They can restore your roof with a quality roof coating system instead of replacing it, which will save you about 70%. The roof coating systems come with up to a 25-year leak-free warranty, and it's energy efficient because this product reflects the sun instead of absorbing it. It could save you up to 30 to 40% in energy cost. That savings over time can actually pay for your new roof coating system. So why wait until there's a leak and damage is caused? Now is the time to make the call because it's the off season. That means even more savings to you. Book your job by March 1st and you'll receive a 25% discount on a complete roof coating system. Call Joe Stallnaker or Donnie Spence today. 901-287-1923. Once again, that's Joe Stallnaker or Donnie Spence today. 901-287-1923 or visit 901roofcoatings.com. Wake up. Breakfast. And Nature Made Vitamins. Whatever your morning sounds like, Nature Made fits right in. Whether you're looking for vitamin C or a multivitamin to get key nutrients, we've got you covered. Now that's a good morning. We take care of you so you can take on your day. Start your day with Nature Made, the number one pharmacist recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Hey everyone, Gabe Kuhn here. I think there's three checklist items when looking for a good dentist practice. One, are they good at their job? That's one thing you absolutely don't have to worry about when you go to Dr. Mady's today at the Smile Center. Two, is it convenient? I would say the Smile Center is about as convenient as it gets. Perfect location in Germantown. And three, are they personable? You may catch Dr. Mady try to talk Grizzlies with you upon your visit. But regardless, Smile Center checks all the boxes for a phenomenal dentist practice. Get to the location in Germantown or go to smilecentermemphis.com. 
Chef's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Phone number to call is 901-RESPOND. What a perfect phone number for a place that's there to respond when you need them most. Tree falls on your house, storm damage, whatever it is, whether it's a pipe exploding, uh, whether it's uh, water pouring in everywhere, whether it's smoke, fire, mold, uh, 901 Respond. Easy to remember, but put it in your phone anyway because it's Service Master by Cornerstone. I've talked to those folks for a good long while now, and I didn't even know that service existed, um, really. And the truth of the matter is they work with Every insurance company, they got a 24-hour phone line. They locally own, locally operated. They have enough resources that they send people all over the region to help people uh, when storms hit and disaster strikes. Uh, but they specialize in helping people right here in Memphis. And the phone number, once again, 90-RUN-RESPOND. It is Service Master by Cornerstone. I open up the phones because I don't want to be accused of just, like, harvesting the, the bad feelings, Jeffrey. We want to harvest the good feelings, too. So how you feel about, in the wake of... Are you, is, is it fixed? Are you encouraged? Uh, were you there? Uh, we'll take a few calls on this. Um, phone number is 445 Jeff, let's start with Joe in East Memphis. Joe, you're on. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's going on, Joe? We're good. Hey, first of all, I'd like to applaud you, man. Uh, not on just the negative, it's the positive. There you go. You know? there thank is. you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. I also appreciate the applause. So thank you. Oh. All right. But let's all take a look at this, man. This, this team, mm-hmm. I mean, back in November, we were like, man, Penn's got a good team. I mean, we can do some things. They yep. started off 15 and 2, and we we were to the moon, everybody. Everybody. They ran into a little obstacle. Uh, I don't know what happened. You know, I'm not there every day. But anyway, uh this team, I think, still can make a run, man. But they're gonna need another point guard. I, what do what you? What are your output? Uh, what you think about Joe Cooper? And I'm gonna say, go Tigers, go, man. And I, like I said, they're gonna really need another point guard. They yeah. don't have, you know. Yeah. I mean, down the stretch, if they're gonna go four games in this tournament, they're gonna need another point guard. But give me your. Thanks very much. You know, yep. I mean, Joe, Joe Cooper's been a great story, and he's not your typical walk-on, you know? Like, he's not your, like, throw him in for the last two minutes. I don't know game. how familiar everyone is with his bio, but Cobb uh, alerted me to this. Do you realize he was in JUCO for four years? Really? Four he years? Was four years of JUCO, because, I mean, obviously, COVID came in. He was at Pearl River, and then he went to uh, Northwest, I believe. But four years of JUCO, I mean, that that was a new one for me. Deeply experienced player. Deeply experienced, and he's got and he's got Memphis coursing through his veins. Um, so, like, I don't know that. You, he, here's the truth, though: is once you get in a tournament, now, if four games in like, four days, like you're gonna that you're gonna need you're gonna need some depth. But the truth of the matter is, is once you get to like a lot of teams play seven players or eight players. Quinterly can play most of the game. Yeah. He can play most of the game. And uh, and so, you know, do they need someone? Sure, I guess they need someone. And we'll see if Jaden comes back from concussion protocol. Um, but certainly Joe Cooper has been a, a good story to emerge from all of this. 445-0929, 445-0929. Who's next? Jeff, let's go to Zach in East Memphis. Zach, you're on. 
Hello, Jeff and Jeffrey. So recently I've been thinking about Timmy's tenure as the head coach of Memphis, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like every season is a what-if episode. (laughs) The first season, what if he had his guys with Jeremiah Martin? How would that look? The next season, you know. James Wiseman, that happens, Ooh. but then COVID derails everything. Yeah, and DJ, DJ got hurt too. There was a lot of what ifs yeah, in there, that season. Yeah, there, yeah. yeah uh-huh. there was a, every season. There's a lot of what ifs, honestly. Yeah. And then the next one, we win the NIT, but it's like, oh, you know, what if we jumped out to an early start, made a run in the tournament? What would yeah. have happened? That next season, last season, Kendrick Davis, John J. Williams were rolling, and then there's a little mishap in the tournament. You know, what would have happened if we made it through that? Then this season, it's going to be the biggest what-if season, uh, I think, of his tenure because of how we started. But what, then, are, what are the what-ifs, though? I'm curious. Like, what for, You could say, what if they just kept winning? That would be good. But is it, what if they hadn't added Tomlin? Or what if they hadn't uh, brought back Jordan Brown? Or what if Caleb Mills hadn't gotten hurt? Where is the what-if for you in this season? What if Penny played uh, the right guys? What, what, where, is, where is the what-if? I would definitely put... Caleb Mills at the top. Yep. And then close next would be just Penny's rotations. Like the last caller mentioned Quinterly and how we need another point guard. Like the the guy, he's not going to play again in college. He's not going to, he might play professionally overseas. So, you know, why don't we just play him 40 minutes a game? You know, it's not like we're trying to save him for next year or something. I would just, you know, run him dry essentially. That doesn't sound good, but, you know, why not? Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh, it is true. There has not been a there's not been a season where they've overachieved. Right. They, they, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, just, yeah. In total, like if you look at it in totality. Yeah. What if they hadn't started Imani Bates at point guard? What if they hadn't? I mean, there's, yes, there's a million of these. Um, all right. Four, four, five, oh, nine, two, nine. Who's next? Jeff, let's go to John in Nashville. John, you're on. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I, I share your view. It's nice to be able to say good morning, if, if at least for just a day. Um, I really have not been able to watch the last six or seven games. I mean, I could have. I chose not to <laughs> because I have enough stress and frustration in my life as it is, and Tiger basketball is usually the one place where I can go to get away from that. Yeah. But it was adding to it. Uh, but so I was keeping up with the score last night in the first half and saw, okay, they're playing respectfully. I did choose to watch the second half. I'm glad that I did. It was enjoyable. But, you know, at the same time, it's, it's head-scratching. I'm not, I'm not part of the Fire Penny crowd, but, I, you know, when he said he's going to play the people who want to play, I'm of the opinion that Quinterly shouldn't have seen the court last night or again the rest of the season after he quit those two plays on Sunday. Um, so, so some of his rotation stuff is still frustrating, but I trust him. Uh, I don't have a lot of hope for the rest of the season, but yes, I agree that they're completely capable of going a cra- crazy run and reeling off, you know, a great finish and somehow winning the, the conference tournament. So thank you, we'll thank you, John. Appreciate it. Four four five oh nine ten. He sounds like me as a Bills fan. You know, yeah. he doesn't watch. He's like, this is not. It is what is. Remember back when they were winning close games, and I was. We had this discussion one day about whether it was fun or not. Yeah, we had no idea how unfun it would become. UTSA relatively. game. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, four four five zero nine two nine. Your thoughts on the Tigers? We got Chris Harrington coming up next on the Grizzlies in the NBA, and then right in the right trivia. Uh, what's next? Who's next, Jeffrey? Jeff, we got our friend Dennis in Whitehaven. Dennis, you're on. Dennis. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, guys. Good morning, uh, Jeff. First, you know, with Javon, you know, you asked for things that uh, that we observed. 
he doesn't talk about like David Jones, but it's obvious is it's going to rain today. If he plays good, we win. I mean, it's simple as that. I mean, the SMU game, I've never heard announcers like kind of brand a guy like they did him, you know, talking about how disinterested he was and all that. So, I mean, to me, he is the key. Like the guy that just said uh, he wouldn't play him, you don't have a choice. You really don't That's have a exactly choice. Right. I mean, the, you David, don't have a choice. the David Jones thing at point guard, we saw what that looked like. And I love David Jones. I mean, he turns the ball over when he doesn't run the point. You're going to put him at point guard? <laughs> right. So now, the only other thing I would like to get your opinion on is I don't think we're going to be in the top four. So just throw this out there, see what you think. Do you, since you're going to play four games in four days, do you like play more of the bench and let the starters kind of, you know, bring up the rear? Or do you try to blow the game open and then get the starters rest? Just kind of what do you think about this? Uh, I'd say the second. If you you you, you try to win, co- Jeffrey, don't you think you try to win comfortably? You don't f around at the beginning of the game. Give you know we've seen that they've f around at the beginning of games. They give teams that shouldn't beat them confidence, and all of a sudden you lose to Rice. So, um, so yeah, no. To the extent you can, you take care of business, and then you rest your players if you can, right, Jeffrey? Is that your view? Yeah, I mean, they can't take anything for granted right now. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you- no, they lost to Rice. Yeah. They, they, we saw what happened. They benched Quinterly. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, the, and, they, and all of a sudden, I mean, teams say this. They, they, they come out and say this. They say, yeah, you know what? You hit, a first, you hit your first few shots. All of a sudden, you're really confident. So, no, they, they, Penny will go deep in his bench because that's what he does. And, um, and hopefully, um, he'll be able to rest some of the big guns down the stretch. But they haven't. That's not been the, that's not been the history of this program is just taking business in, this year and sailing yeah. – and sailing to the end. Who's next? Jeff, let's go to George from the Tiger Bookstore. George, you're on. Gentlemen, how are we doing this morning? Do you have that penny stuff, the penny regalia, the the, the one-cent stuff for sale there at the bookstore? Man, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted, you know, we want to talk about Penny ain't this, Penny ain't that. He's not the guy for the job. He's not getting it done. But let me tell you something. People are really putting their money where their mouth is because we sold out of that stuff in a matter of 24 hours. <laughs> how much How much did you have? Oh, I mean, it was. we ordered a whole lot. I mean, we've been working on getting that licensing deal for about, since he got hired, so about five, six years. And we sold out of that in 24 hours. What did what what was there by the way? Did you have uh, like what, what how many we had t-shirts? How, we had jackets, we had hats, we had all of it, and, and it was gone instantly. Sales, it was out in a matter of hours. All right, so tell me this: when's it coming back? Well, we got them on back order. It's just a matter of Nike trying to uh, fulfill the orders until we get them back. Is it, I mean, is it going to be later this week or next month or what does it tend to be? What tends uh, to be the lag? Well, when you're dealing with Nike, it'll probably end up being next month. It'll probably be next month. All right, and let me ask you this. You can answer honestly because it's just between you and me. Did you fil- not, not really, did you, did you take any off the top? Like, did you make sure you got your uh, share before you uh, opened it up to the public? I want to say no. <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your proudest one? Your T-shirt? What do you have? Do you have a, some well, kind of... Uh, Miss Vicky Finch actually gave me and a couple of the coworkers a really? uh, one cent hat that they really? had gotten from like the 1990s. Oh, that's so that's great. my proudest piece of a paraphernalia that I have. That's none great. of the new stuff. That's great. Well, all right, we appreciate the update, 
And uh, that did, does. The, thank you very much. That does affirm. Well, I mean, it's just it, the man. People we're love all learning here. We're, it's a whole new world of college basketball. We're all learning. Give the man a break. Everyone uh, loves them. It, it, everyone loves him. It does affirm. It does affirm what we've said all along that everyone loves him. Uh, some one caller. Thanks very much. One caller uh, early in the week said people love Penny more than they love the program. I don't think that's true universally, but it's certainly true for some. Um, so that was a fun call. Uh, we'll take uh, one more on this. Four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine. Jeff, let's go to Cooper in Memphis. Cooper, you're on. Good morning, Jeff. Howdy. I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with the Tigers. Oh, really? Okay. They are the birth child of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's a. They, hell, they haven't a hell of a done problem. anything. <laughs> they haven't done anything since Calipari. Cowboys haven't done anything since Jimmy Johnson. And they are the Dallas Cowboys of the college basketball team. Who's the Jerry Jones of the Pen- of the uh, Memphis Tigers? Penny. Oh. Penny. Uh, are you a Cowboys fan, by the way? Yes, born and raised in Dallas. Moved to Memphis in 94. And do you have hope for them this coming year? Every year. <laughs> that, that's the problem with the Tigers. <laughs> All right, thanks very much. I appreciate it. All right, that wraps up our conversation on this. By the way, Jeffrey, I was on the way in yesterday. I was listening to uh, the show before ours. What's it called again? Unsportsmanlike. Really good show. Hmm? I, I Of the shows, since Mike and Mike, of the shows that have I preceded agree. This is the ours, I got the, most for you. the best one. Yep. Um, and, uh, but yesterday they were asking, what is it? Uh, check it or wreck it or something like that. Some, some version of the game that everyone plays. Mm-hmm. It's uh buy or sell, yeah, buy yeah. Or sell yep. go to Reddit, uh, cap or no cap, check it or wreck it mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And, um, and basically it was, um, it was something to the version of, the Chiefs, there is no other Super Bowl, there is no other championship contender in the AFC besides the Chiefs. Check it or wreck it. And they made the argument that there is no other championship contender in the AFC. And there can't be as long as the Chiefs are there, right? And with all due respect, and I say that not even as a, as a, as a, as a aggrieved Bills fan. But if you are saying that, you know what you're also saying? You're also saying there's no other championship contender in the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, uh, it, 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 yes, the Chiefs stand astride the league, but they don't stand astride the NFC, AFC, any more than they do the NFC. And the fact is, the gap between... The Chiefs and NFC teams may be greater than the gap between the Chiefs and any AFC teams. Well, or it's also- certainly no greater. So if you're basically saying it's the Chiefs and nobody else has a chance, no one else even rates as a contender in the AFC because the Chiefs are the Chiefs, then no one else rates as a contender in the entire league because the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, we saw it. Like, the Bills had a kick to tie the game. The Super Bowl had to go to overtime. I mean, I mean the, the, truth, and the by, Ravens by the game way, technically ended as a one-score game. They are, they yes, they could have lost any and all. Like yeah. you know, I do think I think where I would, I have, my fear is is that they're going to even be better next year. Now, the one little, I was looking, 
I didn't expect to be talking about the Chiefs today, but I was looking at four logical landing spots for Chris Jones. Yeah. And I just wanted one of them not to be Kansas City, mm-hmm. even though he says he's going to be back, because I think he is critical. The thing with Chris Jones is, if they tag him, which they did last year, it's $31 million. Yeah. And they're not going to tag him for $31 million. Even though they have 50-some million or whatever it is in salary cap money, they have other needs as well. They need to reach a deal with him. Yes. I think they probably will. But it's got to be a $25 million, $28 million. It's got to be something, something, something of the sort that they were not willing to offer him last time. So I do have some hope that he'll land somewhere else. Um, but uh, it's like that argument to me, is a Mahomes argument. It's like, do I think the gap between Mahomes and everybody else could be... Yes, but does that mean there's no other contender? You right, know what, no. two, what, how many years ago did Cincinnati beat him? Uh, that was... Three? Was three uh, years ago. 20, that was Super Bowl... F- yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, if Joe Burrow's healthy, and I can... I can I, you can imagine 